G'day guys, welcome back to the Fergo Tips and Slips podcast. Of course, it is me, Fergo, here, previewing the 29th of the 8th, 2020's weekend racing. The first Group 1 of the year in Victoria, year season, sorry, occurs, the Group 1 Memsey. I'll be previewing the whole 10 race blockbuster card at Caulfield shortly, but before I do so, I'm going to dive into last week's recap and also interview my good mate Shane Parsons coming up very shortly after this recap. So last week was not much to recap really as so many races got abandoned of my tips. It's not that many, but both my Mooney Valley tips were abandoned due to the state of the track. It really wasn't a good, wasn't a good watch, wasn't a good betting, betting proposition from the race that occurred. Also basically running in the ocean and you could not make ground. Um, but at Randwick, I had in the Starly Silver Shadow Stakes race for, I was very keen on City so now for the excellent trials, but... We'll be seeing another trial from her before she races again. Now, she was a late scratching due to playing up behind the barriers, refusing the load. So that was a bit of a disappointment. Special award in race five. It um, drew wide. It was tardy away. Sped to the lead and held on for third at $2.80. The pace wasn't bad. It was only beaten 0.4 of a length. So it was a very gutsy effort. Race six, I went with the favourite Adalong, who held its spot in the market from 2.20 when I previewed it. Jumped at 2.10. It was um six, two lengths. So it wasn't it was a bunch finish. Didn't have her own way up front. I'll give her one more chance before I sack her, but it was a pretty disappointing run. In the group one, I had the Bostonian, who had the perfect run in transit. Looked strong at the turn and had nothing. Maybe he's looking for further. Can't finish seventh, 3.5 lengths. Wasn't beaten heaps, but still disappointing, obviously. Hopefully, uh, we see more results this week. Successful run, any type of results. As I said, quite a few of my picks didn't even run. Half of them ran. So, I'll now... Shoot the interview I did with Shane, pre-recorded. Um, enjoy that, and after that, we'll preview the Caulfield car this week. Cheers, enjoy. All right, g'day, guys. Here's the second uh, ever interview on the Fergo's Tips and Slips podcast. Here with no other than uh, my great mate, Shane. How are you, Shane? Good, thanks, Fergo. Just want to say what a privilege it is to join you on uh, your podcast. Mate, the, uh, one of the greatest young punters I've, uh, I've come across in my time. That's an honour to get that from such a great man. So um, I'll just in quickly ask introduction questions I always do when I've got the guests on the show. So can I have a quick introduction to your punting life and any horses you own or have owned previously? Yes, yeah, certainly, uh, Fergo. Started my punting life at probably a uh, seven, seven to eight-year-old on um, the Crown and Anchor table at uh, one of my uh, dad's gambling nights. Progressed quickly through the ranks into punting. Our first horse I think I can remember is uh, Kingston Town. Um, at a, as about a 10 or 11 year old. Um, from there, um, I took a great leap forward during work experience at school and did um, two consecutive two-week periods um, a year apart in the TAB agency at Lambie Heights, um, punting punting ferociously during those two weeks. So it was uh, outstanding when uh, you know most kids were working in banks or plumbing or things, and I was there punting on horses throughout the day as a sort of 15 and 16 year old. That's what dreams are made of, really. Mate, it was uh, it, it was an outstanding time in my life. Um, from there, I progressed into owning uh, owning a couple of horses, a couple of ponies, um, four in fact. Uh, one called Puma, which had uh, had some limited success. Um, another called Strarific, which again won a few country and provincial uh, meets, but um, paid a fair bit of money for it and. Uh, it really didn't turn out to be the horse we thought it was going to be. Um, dreams are made of. Yeah, and obviously in one now called Fear the Wind. We have huge hopes for this uh, 
upcoming middle distance um, runner uh, and the most famous and the greatest of uh, my uh, investments into the pony club so far has been the mighty biker Roomba, which um, I think ended up winning uh, 10 or 11 races from 25 starts, placed in another 11 and unfortunately cucked it um, in preparation on the track for uh, the winter bottom, which uh, it was um, flying at the time and undoubtedly would have won. But, you know, like in uh, the air. That's racing, leg in the air, blood from a nose for uh, a third time, and just ne- just never knew how to give up. Uh, heart yep. of gold. Unlike you, jokes. <laughs> wow, jeez. Uh, so I'll go on to now the interesting part, I guess you say. You got any predictions for the spring you can give to us? Mate, I've got three, actually. I've got three horses, and um, I think all these horses have uh, have a pretty good chance. Um, yep. I think let's start. Let's start with probably one of my favourite horses of all time, and made a successful return to racing on Saturday. And look, on the worst part of the track at Randwick was um, very unlucky to go down, and that's Fierce Impact. I like Fierce Impact over 1600 metres in the George Main, coming up in just over a month's time. Anticipating uh, he'll have one more run between um, now and then to prime for this, yep. and you know don't be surprised to see. Um, to see him jump out of the ground, uh, you know, should be able to get juicy odds of around 11 or 12 to 1 uh, if you get on early. I'm looking at the uh, market for that now. The two top of the market, very ugly and dominates. It's been 7 into $3.50 at 1 on the weekend in the same race, I believe. It's yeah, yeah, it took 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 took, took, um, took the centre of the track. We are obviously on the inside on Saturday yep. and definitely chopped up the worst part of the track at that time. Um, and I look... Personally, I don't think 1,600 metres is, and especially in five weeks' time, will, will be suiting very elegant at that stage of yep. its campaign. And the if the track dries out yep. a little, and we're expecting yep. the tracks to dry out a little, again, I don't think, you know, very elegant is a, you know, does its best work on, on, on the good. Yeah, that's a respectable tip. $11 and $3.60 I'm looking at currently, so pretty short favourite for a futures market, but you've got some value there for us, which we'll like to see. Next one you've got for us. Mate, next one is um, in the Moyer Stakes. Um, although uh, it's it's going to be a short sprint and it's going to be very competitive, and a lot may um, may hinge on. This is the valley, right? Sorry. Yeah, a lot may hinge on the barrier draw, but I like away game. Um, yep. You know, very solid, very very solid in its performance. Obviously, placing and winning in uh, two of the largest races on the Gold Coast, and again back in the Slipper. And the work it did after that was was outstanding. It, it went was to a, an open group one, I'm pretty sure, it, in Adelaide. Yeah, it did, yeah. and it won that. And it, it made it, it was a very big and long campaign. Um, for unlike a, a two-year-old. Yeah, very yeah. much unlike a two-year-old. But you got to think if it, you know they put it away and you know it, it'll get bigger, it'll feed up. Um, if it comes back in anywhere near that sort of form, it's going to have, I guess, some experience on its side, yep. and we know it can race. Um, it sits you know, on the pace as well, doesn't uh, it? That's it sits on the pace, and we, we know we we know from um, its first few starts in its first campaign that it will, um, you know, it, it's fast out of the blocks and will will we'll eat up that thousand meters. Hopefully, draw a gate. That's what it comes down to, Zaki. It definitely yep. comes down to drawing a gate at the time, and you know that's always the risk in putting your money out early at, at the valley, mate. Again, seven dollars and two dollars fifty currently. Some more value from the uh, past nips, which you like to see. Yeah. Third and final tip you got for us, mate. Third and final tip is one I got on about um, four weeks ago, mate. It's um, in the Golden Rose, and again, look, obviously a very, very competitive race for uh, yeah, three-year-olds. Um, but Malkovich is the horse. I've got it at 151s. I've got it at 51s. Um, yep. 
before it jumped out today for its only its second career start where it it ran a, a long head third after yep. you know, striking a, a little bit drew of interference. Wide, really yeah, drew, drew drew the widest barrier, struck was taken out of the barrier um, and kicked kicked and kicked in the barrier. So uh, it did pass its medical, but again that was all very unsettling for a horse uh, in its only second career start. Um, jumped led. Probably got a little bit lost if you if you look at the replay between the uh, four and six hundred metre mark or six and four hundred metre mark. Um, probably would have been a lot better off if it was following uh, something at that stage to keep its mind focused on the job. But I think you know as its second hit out um, and first of his campaign, you know I can only see improvement um, as uh, as he works into some form approaching the Golden Rose in about four weeks' time. Probably have another jump out between now and then. And um, yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I'm expecting that it will run. It will run well at some sizable odds. You'll probably even get some better odds after today's um, narrow defeat. All right, cheers again for that uh, interview, Shane. Unfortunately, at the end there, after you previewed that tip for the uh, Golden Rose, was it? My audio cut out, but he had all he had to say got said. So thanks again, mate. Good luck for those tips. I will uh, bring them up if anything's successful, and uh, of course, I'll bring them up if they uh, fail, just to uh, embarrass you. <laughs> Anyways, on to the preview of Caulfield. Ten race card, and we'll start off with race one. I'll, um, for the non-features, I'll just go through them quickly. For the feature races, I'll give you a bit more, bit more detail. But race one is a handicap, uh, open handicap over the 2,400 metres. And I like the four-year-old uh, entire person. Now, he was a, arguably the best-staying three-year-old in Flemington, after, in Flemington in Victoria post the derby. So late-season three-year-old staying races, he dominated them, really. Um, he's, he hasn't run out of the Cornell for his last, what, six starts, came third in the one before that, so hasn't run out of the trifecta in seven starts. Ultra consistent, uh, as I said, entire out of Piero, and he's had a quick freshen up five weeks since he placed behind high emotion over the, the 2400 at Caulfield, where he was carrying, what was he carrying, 62, drops back down to 56 here, back out of the three ultra open handicap, but I believe that won't um, put him back. Not getting any quote here, $3 currently, but speed map says Joe McNeil leads, if not sits just behind the eight, being playing me now, the roughy, but be up on speed, which is no disadvantage no matter where you're racing, especially at Caulfield. And I believe that he's very hard to beat. Like, the danger for me has to be Tavi Run, who who won at the track and distance start before last. Um, Obviously, that, that horse also rock hard fit. I think Persan shouldn't have lost so much residual fitness only a five-week freshen up. Um, currently up three dollars. Horse number five, race one, Caulfield. I start the day off for me, the favourite. Gonna go to race two, which is a benchmark seventy-eight handicap over eleven hundred meters. Now I'm going back to horse I tipped recently, being Rulership, who's getting a price now. I think he was a three-dollar favourite when I tipped him last start when he finished third. We're getting nine dollars now, and obviously back at the place as long as still win at nine dollars. Currently, you're getting nine and nines and three dollars to place, which seems a massive value for me. Last night, he drew um, gate three for Damien Lane. He sped to the lead. I mean, did a bit too much work almost, and was headed around the hundred mark. Stuck on for um, third, but here there's a lot less speed mapped on him from barrier two, which is obviously ideal. I think Damien Lane again can take him to the lead. Hopefully, save a few more tickets and give us a kick here. The danger has to be the favourite windstorm, but it's quite a few question marks. The Apprentice rides, who's never ridden him before, obviously. Liam Ridden, that is. No knocking him, but just a bit of a question mark. Barrier 11. First up in Victoria. Who knows how he's travelled, etc. So $2.50, a bit too short for me to uh, find out. 
That's number 16 rulership for me currently at $9 and $3 in race two Caulfield. Race three is a mare's handicap. Benchmark 90. Four-year-old and up over the 1,400. And I've gone for some more value here. Number two, Laburnum for me out of the Godolphin camp. Ridden by Johnny Allen. Now, she's came a bit of weight. 60, 61 and a half. But I think that's franked. Last start, it was second behind a very... Um, Talented coming around at Flemington over the 1400. So it stays at the same distance, a different track, but the track doesn't worry me. One start at Caulfield for a placing behind She's a Thief over the 1200. Um, Lebanon, the map the map looks well for it. It should be two to three pairs back, one off the fence, which is close to the speed, which is what you want at Caulfield. From, I can't guarantee it will play fair. It's usually an on pace bias type of place, so. Obviously, any horse there has the advantage. It's a classy mare. I mean, it's not too bad at the weight. It's considering the minimum's 56. That's been carrying by a Thousand Wishes and Soya Swing, who are both looking for further, in my opinion. Hopefully, Johnny Allen can, yeah, get us in a good spot and swing around the bend. Hopefully, she's travelling. Hopefully, she can kick on with a big weight. But then again, it's $8 to win and it's $3 to place, so you wouldn't be disappointed if she just stuck for a place. If you're looking for Ruffy in the race, please number eight, Out of Park, first up in Australia. Last start, it won a Group 3 in Rickenham Park over in New Zealand, and the ratings stack up for this here, but who knows how she's travelled over and how um forward Harry Dwyer has her for this first-up effort in Australia at $51 currently, and what's that, $9 to play, so a bit of a throw at the stumps first up in Australia, but that's a watch for me. Race 4 is a handicap over the 1,400 metres, and for me, Morrissey, the rock-hard fit, Entai at a snitzel, five years old now, and Craig Williams is very familiar with his horse, and from barrier number one, she's he'll get a good run, I reckon. He often, he's been butchered a few times by getting too far back at Caulfield from wide gates, but from barrier one, no excuses, hopefully steps away fairly, can settle six, seven, you know, around that, four pair, three pairs back on the fence. Bit of an ugly man, Craig Williams, magic, we're hoping, and he can weave his way through the field and... Show that fitness and obviously class even late and win this. The danger, um, you long January I tipped in a was a group three first up. Obviously drops in class, but drawn wide again and there'll be other speed influence being Sir Calhad in keeper and simply invincible all likely to be on the pace. Nonconformist I've read on track for the Caulfield Cup first up. So probably hitting the line hard, fourteen hundred meters too short. Same as Ocean X qualified for the Melbourne Cup. First up, and Reykjavik could run a race at odds as well. That's race four, number eight to win for me at Caulfield on Saturday. Now, race five is a very interesting race. It's a handicap over the 2,000. There's a lot of quality horses here. I'll run through some of them. The Mel uh, Sydney Cup favourite, Young Rascal. Oh, sorry, the previous Sydney Cup favourite from this year. He ran seventh in that race. Order of the Gator, the favourite. He's a good horse. Al Galail can run. Dabir can run. Um, who else we got here? On his day, Sir Pippin can run a race, but for me, it's number nine, Chappelle, the imported German horse, trained by Robert Hitmonk, ridden by the Wizard from the West, William Pike, the six-year-old gelding son of Pastorus, so it's unknown sire in Australia, really. Um, this horse is on track for the Melbourne Cup, but it's first up over the 2,000, which says to me, obviously, they reckon they've got it a bit fit enough. 15-week spell it's had, and it's... First up stats is three starts for one win and a third. And that first up win was in its WA debut over the exact same distance just at Flemington. So it's one over this trap trick. Um, trick. Oh, my God. 
trip first up before, so no knocks on that, being first up over the 2,000. It's drawn well in barrier five and also likes to be on the pace. Honestly, it could find the rails, two back, three back the rails from barrier five as things drawn inside on that will go back, such as uh, Young Rascal, Admire, Robson, and Polly Gray all go back. So it could honestly find the rails two to three back under the Wizard. Another each way price we've got here, we can get $7.50 to win and $2.80 to place currently. All those ad, um, odds with Ladbrokes as of 4.30 on Thursday afternoon, by the way. So a bit of overs for me, on track for the Melbourne Cup, first up over a distance which will suit. Number nine, Chappelle for me in race five at Caulfield. Race six is the first of the group races here, the Heath, one, Heath 1100, which is how far it is. Group three, four-year-olds and upset weights and penalties. And for me, it's WA Boom Horse Superstorm. Um, what a preparation it had. Two races at Victoria last start after shipped over after winning a list at Ascot. Ran second in the Australian Guineas behind Alligator Blood then went to the All-Star Mile and ran second behind stablemate Regal Power. You can't really knock that form. The question mark is, is this too short first up? But 24-week spell... Hopefully it's forward enough to uh, flash home late over this trip. And once again, an each way quote and the wizard from the West been riding for us again here. Six dollars fifty and two dollars sixty currently. Superstorm and the, the class just—it's a class horse by far in this field, if you ask me. I don't get me wrong. There's some decent horses like Bold Star can run great again. Runson, Garner, but none of them line up to the second placings in the Guineas and the All Star Mile for me of Superstorm. We'll go back from barrier eight. Hopefully he can just, hopefully there's not too much non-pace bias. If there is, hopefully Pike can be, be Pike, pull off a miracle and sit him a bit closer. Honestly, you wouldn't be surprised to see him five or six pairs back the rails, but that's where William Pike loves to win them from. So with any luck, forward on our first up, number two, Windstorm and race six for me at Caulfield. Hopefully class prevails and we see a good run first up. Onto bigger things after this race, I would imagine, for Superstorm. All right, we're now on to the more interesting races on the card. The group features here at Caulfield from Saturday. And race seven is a group three, three-year-olds and upset. Sorry, just three-year-olds. Wait, this penalty is race over the 200 metres now. I have said tread careful to three-year-old races early season, but I'm, this is my best bet here, number one Tagaloa. The Blue Diamond winner from the Autumn, and she's he's come back in good order by the looks of it. He's still a Colt, so no gear change there, but he's got the winkers on for the first time, which I read during the break that but only make him a better horse. And in two jump outs, he's undefeated and was very, very um dominant in both of them. Um, he's drawn barrier eight, which is a little bit of a question mark. But he won the Blue Diamond three wide with no cover. So it shouldn't phase him, really. Hopefully, Cuzzy Brew, Michael Walker, sends him forward. And um, he can put these away. He's the classiest horse. He's the highest rated by 20 rating points. I'll just quickly mention number seven flying award was a tip for me at Mooney Valley last week before it was abandoned, but I'm not as keen here at Caulfield. Doing a bit awkward, but still a big watching it on a Cox Plate path, maybe with a low weight. But yeah, race seven, number one, best bet to take a lower $4 currently. I reckon we'll get shorter than that come race time, so I'll get on now if I was you. Um, after that, group three for the three-year-olds, you go to a listed race, uh, handicap open over the 700 metres. Quite a few stays first up here, the likes of Cape of Good Hope, Mirage Dancer, Constantinople, Steel Prince, Hacky, Aristia, the list goes on. But I'm keen on the second up here for Gamekeeper number 14. Currently at $4 to win his first up run over the unpreferred distance. And the unpreferred track was superb for this four-year-old son of Fastnet Rock. 
He was first up in the group three, um, Aureus Die Handy Cup at Flanton over the Soft Seven at the same, sorry, not same distance, I'm talking about the 1200. He got back to last and flew home to only be beaten by 1.1 lengths behind good quality sprinters and home in the Brave and Gate again. He should only take natural pro progression from that up to the more preferred triple 1700 metres, who I believe also is on a Cox Plate path. The lightweight only carrying the minimum of 56 with Luke Curry's familiar aboard from Barrier 2. He'll sit just off the pace, and I think this horse can show that turn of foot we saw first up and win this race against all the not as fit horses and horses looking for further realistically as well. The first Group 1 of the Victorian racing calendar is the Group 1 Memsey Stakes over the 1,400 metres. Three-year-olds and up, wait for age, no maidens. And, um, geez, what a classy field it is. I'll quickly run through the whole field because why not? Number 1, Regal Power, ridden by William Pike, $17. Number 2, Harlem, ridden by Jamie Mott, 101 Gatting, number 3, ridden by L. Nolan, 51 Socy Bond, number 4, ridden by Daniel Stackhouse, 26 Number 5, Streets of Avalon, ridden by Ben Mellum, 23 Number six, Mr. Quickie, ridden by um, Damien, Damien Dunn. Yeah, sorry, Dwayne Dunn, what am I saying? $26. Number seven, the current favourite, Behomoth, $4.60, ridden by the ugly man, Craig Williams. Number eight, Econoclasm, ridden by uh, Daniel Moore, 51 Number nine, Cascadian, ridden by Damien Oliver, 11 Number 10, Be Good to Your Mother, ridden by Declan Bates at 19 Mystic Journey, number 11, ridden by Billy Egan, $10. Arcadia Queen, number 12, ridden by Damian Lane, 7 Saratiano, number 13, ridden by Mark Zara, 5 And Princess Jenny, 61s, and Gwen Fiducia, 11s. My tip for this race is the mayor who was ultra-oppressive first up, Saratiano, number 13, as I mentioned, $5 to win currently, two twenty to place at some agencies. First up wins taken me in a very similar field to this at the PB Lawrence Stakes over the same distance. Now, the distance is a big influence for me here because I think some of the horses who are first up over the trip, such as Acadia, Queen, and Mystic Journey, they say at that trip, which for me doesn't benefit them at all. They're looking for further. But Saratiano, she likes the seven furlong and she gets it here. Undefeated track and distance, two from two. Um, both wins coming in group two level, obviously, last start being one, and that one being the Tristark States in last year's Spring Carnival. The going doesn't concern me. Uh, good. On good, she's 18 starts for seven wins and six placings. If it gets down to a soft, which I doubt it, 11 starts for three wins and five placings. So no queries there. The gate's a bit of an issue, but I trust Mark Zara to use some judgment. You'll probably sit, hopefully she'll sit one off, two to three pairs back, maybe three wide with cover, who knows. But the leader should be Gwen Fittich and Streets of Avalon and be good to your mother. So the pace is on, so hopefully she can just glide across before any um, turns and get a nice position in running. If I'm happy to have a roughie, It'll be Gwen Fiditch for me, only carrying 50.5, which is the minimum by some 5.5 kilos. Um, his three-year-old now trained by Peter Moody. Um, it had some great r races in its first preparation. It was placed behind King's Legacy in the Group 1 Champagne Stakes. As I said, carrying nothing. will go forward under Craig Newer. Who knows what could happen. Hold on for a placing at $3.30. Currently, you wouldn't be complaining of that. Also won a recent jump out, Gwen Fiditch. But number 13, Sabatiano on top for me in the first group one of the Victorian season. Race 10, the final race here at Caulfield. It's going to keep it short and sharp. My next best, Rubasaki, number one. Sh class mare. I going to say Philly, but obviously not anymore. The map doesn't suit her, but I think Billy Egan's smart enough to be able to get her travelling. She'll, she'll be off midfield, but she's got the best turn of foot in this race by some way. Any luck in running, she wins this. It's short, sharp, and simple. Rubasaki, $2.70. That's the banker. Well, not my banker banker, but 
the shortest um, horse I've tipped today and the one I'm counting the most in the last. It'll be to get out stakes and you'll be able to get out on the top of here, Rubasaki. As I said, drawn 13, but I trust that Billy Egan will be able to get us a spot here. A lot of other things, drawn wild will go back as well, so it should be able to let us sit close enough if she's good enough. Dangers, perfect jewel first up in Victoria for William Pike. will be interesting. Pike in the last. Fidelia at $61. My dad calls her the biggest money chomper in the uh, in the uh, Southern Hemisphere, but who knows what she can do on her day. Missile Mancha also, and maybe cheeky spec each way. So that sums up the whole Caulfield for me on Saturday. Ten races, blockbuster card. Good luck with your investments. Until next week, I'll catch you later. Virgo.